What was that? <laughs> Roman Reigns' theme song, you prick. Welcome everybody to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, TMOF Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we have a very special episode today. We're going to talk about the history, uh, or the known history of what we do know, about tables matches in professional wrestling. We're very excited to have you along for the ride on this one. So without further ado, adieu? Adieu? Who does, who says that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the hosts of your show today. It's me, Ash. Jay's here. And I'm Russ. Jay is in the house for this one. I am, and it's about time. It's it's about time. Much like that Crash Bandicoot game that was impossible to complete. Um, or maybe I'm a noob. Who knows? Probably the latter. So, tables matches, boys. Um, we're going to go into this one. We're going to go through the table. As a matter of fact, I am the table. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> What's brought the uh, the episode about then is real quick on this one, but of course we are going to get Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. I'm all right with it, but because only because it's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> not if it was if it was like a big pay per view, I don't think I'd care. Well, well Logan, Logan's not going to be the guy to dethrone Reigns. We all know that. I don't like the idea at all. But then again. <laughs> I'm not the guy calling to shots, am I? So. <laughs> no, that's the game. I am the game, JR. That's a different promo now. Yeah. I am the fucking table, JR. He's <laughs> a bit of a prick. I don't know about table. But yeah, the press conference that they held for the Saudi show, um, Logan Paul did his very best, admittedly, <laughs> for, a, for a little promo that I think went something along the lines of Roman Reigns, he claimed to be the head of the table, but brother, every business I've been in, I am the table. <laughs> So, so basically, he's trying to say everyone's sitting on him. Then I mean, I he's so shitting on himself. Then already, it's, it's, the thing is, he that's says like it, a Sid Vicious promo. Isn't there a guy in the background that's immediately like, "What the fuck"? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Going back to that Sid comment, I'm half the table that you are. Yeah, half the table. <laughs> we could do an episode just on that, can we? Uh, right, tables matches. Then let's let's go through. So, tables matches isn't really something that's really talked about that much. Um, through sort of anything really like trying to do some research on this and it's been challenging actually um, in a good way but to put to you guys and obviously for the viewers listening to see where your um, understanding would be from this as well we're not including TLC so TLC is a byproduct of them so we'll probably talk a little bit about them but yeah like the actual TLC matches in general different format but a tables match Jay what is a tables match? I think it's underrated. A tables match is basically the first person to put the opponent through the table is the winner. Right. Which can consist of a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, tag team, tag tornado teams. tag, you know, triple threat, whatever you like. But the first person who puts the other person through the table wins. That's the basic premise of it. That's it. Ash. Yes. First tables match to your knowledge. First tables match. Match. Um, Televised. Oh. I reckon it'd be um, 
during territories in the late 80s? Maybe that mid early 90s? Sounds like it's probably going to be about right. There isn't really a very straightforward answer, unfortunately, for this one, because it's very different. It's very difficult to find an exact answer. The, the reason being is because you have so... With the territorial system, it was very hard to, to keep everything well documented. Yeah. So it's very likely that table matches... Table matches could potentially even date as far back to the 70s, although it's, it's unlikely it probably goes into that decade. You probably could be looking at 80s upwards. All right. But it's certainly not uncommon for the table to be used um, going all the way back to the 70s. Do yeah. you... Does anybody know what the first sort of... So uh, when you say table being used, do you mean as in people going through the announced table, normal tables, etc., not in a match format? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So not necessarily... Well, technically an announced table, yes, because obviously in territory days, you would... It's, you know, it's not uncommon to just basically have your commentator be sat at, like, you know, a little tiny little table with a bell yeah. on. Yeah. And so that in itself, anybody interacting with the table is, yeah. you know, as a product, a, a table spot. Right. To reword the question slightly, what was do you think the first televised WWE tables match was? That would be in the. Is it Dudley's and Hardy? Is it Rumble Two Thousand? It is. It is. That's first the first tabled, actual tables match where the concept of putting your opponent, as you said, Jay, through a table wow. is the one where you win. I knew that would have been one of the earlier ones, but I didn't. I didn't think that would have been the first. It's so strange because it yeah. feels like it would go back further. Than yeah, that. yeah. But that's in WWE, which of course is a lot easier to research because it's better documented, obviously, with a TV product that's lasted for decades. Um, but the match, obviously, yeah. So it doesn't even begin as a, a one-on-one. So it begins with a tag. Does anyone remember what the rules of that one were? You know, funnily enough, though, it's the first tables match televised. It's actually my favourite tables match as well. So I think it's a lot of people's, actually. It's a very, uh, the, the first yeah. one was the best one for me, yeah. Um, so it had to be, you had to put both your opponents through? It was like elimination, but you could still... Yeah, I think it was, yeah. You, have to, you had to put both people through. Exactly, win. yeah. Now, when you if you go and watch this match back, or if anybody's seen this more recently, it's interesting because King... It, the commentary is, of course, King and JR, glory days. Um and King does seem quite confused at one point, but again, it's it comes across as King being King, so it, you know, it works. But it, it's a good point because there's the first person to go through the table in that match is Bubba, um, where it's a spot where Matt comes off of the ladder from the ramp and Jeff's coming from the the post. Great spot. Yeah, really cool. So Bubba is put through the table, but then after that, the next table spot is Matt Hardy goes over the top rope, I think, through a, or Jeff goes over the top rope through a table, and Matt goes through a table. Another great so moment. Both Hardys go through a table, but not from the Dudleys. It wasn't an offensive move. Yeah. So that's the first bit of like, well, so have they lost? And it's like, no, because not an offensive move. Yeah, yeah. So then, of course, then later on, Bubba then goes through another table because he fall, he gets hit in the head with a chair, doesn't he, and comes off of the, the, it's like the, the, the crowd. Yeah, the, yeah um, the, the sort of... Balcony, Balcony area. yeah. And of course, they have JR has to reiterate again. JR was brilliant at that back in the day. Um, more so back in the day. Not saying he's not now, but you know, keeping King in line, he was very good at it. Uh, but yeah, he has to go out and say, obviously, no, Bubba's already been through. So we're looking now for either Devon or uh, Jeff yeah. to go through. Because Matt was then powerbombed through the table mm. by Bubba a bit before that spot. And then, yeah, then eventually, just after that, Jeff does the swanton through Devon through the table offensive move Hardy's win multiple tables I might add multiple yeah. tables yeah <laughs> but does anyone so with that in mind and obviously with the elimination side of things 
has because the match hasn't stayed like that the whole time, is it? We've seen different variations of a finish in tag team. Yeah, sometimes it's one, sometimes it is elimination. Mm. Anyone know why that changed? Too confusing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that is exactly what it was. It became a bit too confusing with certain promotions trying to keep track, even within the match themselves, of trying to keep track sometimes of who was going through when. And I think it was responsible, not necessarily always within WWF at the time, but um, certainly for other promotions that then started picking up the tables match concept. Um, it would be difficult sometimes for the workers to be able to to remember who went through, and it can mess up with the finish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Basically, a lot of time. But that's the first tables match in WWE, at least recorded. Do we know what WWE's first table spot was? At least the the one that's been... Are um, we talking announced table or actual table table? Where somebody went through a table, not hit... So, to be specific on this one, the person had to be offensive move, again, yeah. but through the table. Not on a table and it doesn't break. Announced table. But through a table. Are we counting the announced It could be an announced table or it could be a wooden table. Uh, I don't want to Brett? give too much away. Was it Brett against Diesel? That's what, that's what I've heard. Talking 95? Yes, versus 95. That's the first... That's what's, that's what's acknowledged as the first table break. In WWE. Cause I In think WWE. Yeah, yeah. WCW, ECW would have... ECW would have done it every no, day. No, wouldn't yeah. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I mean, by that point... But even saying that, you know, this is 1995, mm. Brett and Diesel. And it's Diesel um, that puts Brett through table. Yeah. And that's what's credited as WWS first official table break, at least. But the first table break, and again, this is, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Um, because again, like it's almost impossible to really say when it was. It could have happened in a non-televised wrestling event in front of 15 people Probably. in a circus, for all we know. But in terms of what information is out there, who is credited, do we think, as the first person to put an opponent through a table in America? <laughs> That's, um, oh, it's going to have to be one of the old ones, isn't it? Like one of the old, like a territories wrestler. It's going to be... Like Flair. It is a territories wrestler because it happens in a territory. I'll help narrow this down a bit. But it is a big name. I would say if it's one big, of the Von Eriks, if it's a big could name, be Flair. It's probably, probably going to be like a Flair or like a uh, Steamboat. Flair is involved in one, but uh, the first one that's at least documented is Randy Savage. Ah, okay. Pile drives Ricky Morton through a table or on a table um, during a Memphis wrestling show oh, right. now Memphis this was um, in apparently June of 1984 apparently so we're going as far back as that and Memphis at the time is quite well known for sort of being a bit more I guess edgy for the time yeah, yeah. with a lot of the stuff they're putting out there especially with the blood and guts and fireballs fireballs yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're actually kind of I don't know if they're um, credited as, as such as, as much as they probably should, but I think they probably are they're probably the pioneers of the hardcore match really I mean I think so in, in its rudimentary state yeah, I think you could probably trace a lot back to Memphis in terms of then ECW coming along over in Philly and things like that and, and picking up, a, taking it further. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least to a more mainstream audience. But yeah, Randy Savage is. Ash, the one that you were talking about with Ric Flair, I think cause you, I think you, th- there is something there, but do you remember? I, I'm sure I remember seeing, I never power drive a spot with Terry Funk, was it? Terry Funk, 89? Yeah. bit later on that like one. That? Yeah. yeah. What an encyclopedia. Hey, what an encyclopedia his mind is. I've seen it a few times. 
Wikipedia. It's in 89, <laughs> and it was during their feud, um, which was voted feud of the year, apparently. Um, I don't think the table broke, but still... The, uh, the, yeah, it's the, technically a table spot, isn't yeah. it? Well, what <clears> is interesting <throat> about the spot is it's actually what um, seems to be the kind of catalyst for Terry Funk's famous pile driver through through a table, which he would then use later on in the years. Yeah. So that was where it kind of looks like it began. Um, but no, yeah, Randy Savage is the man credited for being the first table break, at least. But I wouldn't have said that, you know. If you'd have said to me, you wouldn't have thought it would have been Randy Savage. But if he did, you would have been an elbow <coughs> drop. Well, yeah, that's what you'd have thought, yeah. <laughs> Randy, I think, was playing the heel at the time as well in Memphis. And again, like with the, with their kind of edgy sort of take on stuff, I think that was the idea of Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah. So that was the, the, the Savage idea Randy. So, obviously, it's because the, the Savage Randy's character, you know, <laughs> Savage Randy. as he comes over to WWE, yeah, <laughs> very different, isn't it? So, you know, because we, we get that kind of, the stuff with Elizabeth and Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth sorry. Um, Elizabeth! You know, everything with, with Hogan and everything else. Um, but yeah, that's the, I thought that was an, an interesting um, find on that one. Yeah, for sure. In terms of tables. And again, it's quite difficult to try and find all the information we really want because it's not that well documented. Mm. And it is because tables have been used for a lot longer than it's become a match. Yeah. Now, a lot of that's been WWF related. So there is, uh, again, a lot of dispute in terms of where table spots have happened. There's even a claim that one of the first televised table breaks actually took place outside of America. Does anyone want to take a guess where that was? Well, I would have thought New Japan. <laughs> no? I was going to say um, Japan, but Mexico? Very far off. Think closer to home. What? Over here, in the UK? At UK? The world of sport. Ah! Apparently, yeah. there, would have, there was a spot. I've struggled to find it. But there was a spot between Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. And that, that would have, of course, been sort of very early 80s, probably around 84. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Because it would have been a bit right. more towards the end of World of Sport. Yeah, I can't imagine them putting each other on top of the table. No, but again... I, uh, not, not, not in front of them, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but it, yeah, I can see, I can see your point. The idea point. of going through a table, though, again, like, is not the same. You're, you're not talking about those kind of hard... Those plywood tables that they use now. Yeah, you know, you're talking about those little tiny sort of fold out yeah, tables, yeah. like but, we said, that they keep a bell on, and but they were used for like painters' table sort of thing. Well, yeah, I was the, say, the, ones, ones. the ones they use for like um, merchandise. Yeah, uh, it's probably even smaller than that. But you'd have to go back to watch some of the old water sport um, shows to see. I'm surprised they would do that, seeing as they thought World of Sport was family friendly and everything. Yeah. And you yeah. wouldn't want people to. Well, my mum used to go and watch World of Sport live, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You wouldn't, want to cut, you wouldn't want the kids to copy that. <laughs> no, but I suppose, well, and, and even more so because World of Sport couldn't really keep up then with what was happening over in the States and things like that that was becoming more edgy. Again, like you've got Memphis who are now going to be putting people through. Well, say now they're going to put through people, people through tables like it's going to be their new thing. It's not, but no. they're doing that sort of stuff over there and. Yeah, over here, Big Daddy Giant Haystacks matches are very notorious for running at each other and, you know, yeah. ends with a splash, Big Daddy. Yeah. Ends. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't really, you don't sort of equate it to being, you know, a table being involved. But there is some claims that, that, that it has happened in, in the world of sport. But, of course, yeah, in Japan and other places as well. Um, Jay, in terms, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier on, but in terms of a promotion that is synonymous with tables. ECW. 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 ECW technically do have, um, from what I can see, the first matches that include a table to be a, a 
uh, a necessary part of the match stipulation. But again, the not a tables match where you have to go through it. Yeah. Does anyone know what that match would have been? Ash, you got an idea? Public oh. Enemy would have been my first choice because they had the uh, hardcore all, match. <laughs> well, Public Enemy always used to come out with a table before the matches. But so, in terms of with a prop, yes. But then, in terms of a match type where a table is an integral part of the the match. Like a tables, ladders, right. and chairs, for example. A GBH so, match. <laughs> so, so give some. So give a little bit of um, a bit of a clue on that one. So the TLC match itself is obviously a, a WWE coined. You know, TLC is WWE. Yeah. Tables, ladders, and chairs, mm-hmm. and occasionally stairs when they feel like it. Tables, ladders, and stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> so, which of course is born from like all the other, you know, the the weapons in in the match type, but they're not the first company to really do tables, ladders, and chairs, not at least in in, this, in that kind of way. In terms of maybe climbing the ladder to pull down the belt to win the match, mm. but not to have those the match stipulation be that you have to use them, really. Well, no, because ECW did ladder matches where you, you could just win by pinfall. Right, and, this, mm-hmm. and that's actually very similar to this type of match here with the table. So for this one, we'd go back to one of the ECW Super Shows, uh, which is Cyberslam 1997. And I believe it was a two-night event. Um, I can't remember if it's night one or night two. It could very well be night one. Right. Um, but the match is a tag team match. It's for the ECW Tag Team Championship. And it's the defending champions, the Eliminators. Perry Saturn. Yeah, uh, John Cronus. That's it. Was his name? Yeah. Defending against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. And the match is basically... A tables and ladders match. That's what it is. And what you're saying is... Is it called a tables and ladders match? The actual term for it, which I'm going to bring up here, was... I'll find it. Yeah. Don't worry, it's just fun. Yeah, uh, tables and ladders match is is what it's called. Hmm. But it doesn't have to. You don't. You know, putting your opponent through the table doesn't end the match. Climbing pin, the ladder pinfall to win. To it's win. pinfall. Yeah. Now, if you watch this match back, it is available on the network. Uh, you have to look for ECW Super Shows, and it's again CyberSlam '97. Um, that's credited as being the first because they only they, they do three types of matches like that in ECW. Um, the third being a slightly different, but that seems to be credited as the first tables orientated match. Right. In ECW. Not obviously the first table spot in ECW. Uh, no, no, no. The second one was um, a singles match, and it was Sabu against the Sandman where he defeats him, and that was uh, November to remember. Just a few months later, actually, in November, because hmm. uh, Slam took place in February of, of the same year, 97. And then it wouldn't happen again um, until 2001 at Guilty at Charge, uh, Guilty as Charge pay-per-view where the Sandman defeated Steve Carino and Just Incredible. But this one was slightly different. So it's a three-way, but does anyone know what they tweaked about this match? Was it, it was no it, longer just it was the cane as well, wasn't it? The cane. Because I've, I've, I've seen that show. And and something else. There was something else? Mm-hmm. Chairs? <laughs> Close, yeah. Actually, but basic, basically. So, tables, ladders, chairs and canes match. So that's yeah. cool, man. I mean, that is that is cool, and that's in that's Guilty's Charge was January two thousand and one. They did the last pay per view they did, which was the last pay per view they did. Now that does come after the TLC 
the first WWE yeah, the first yeah. TLC. But they, they're the first ones to include a little bit extra in and put that ECW stamp on with the canes. But like I, said, that I might have to watch that now. You would see the chairs coming, uh, the stairs coming to it at one of the more recent in the last few years, the, the TLC pay-per-views for WWE. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> um, so yeah, ECW have their hand in it as well, which obviously is a surprise to nobody. But um, other promotions... Have you got anything that sticks out in your mind of any tables, matches, or anything that included a table to be a, again, like a staple of the actual match type from any other promotions? Is there any others that you can think of? Well, Ashley's the one to well, ask got, for this. Got, and there was AEW with the Hardys against Butcher and Blade. That's a more recent one. But what, about, what about WCW? I don't think they did a tables match. Did they use tables? They used so. tables because they were all in Public Enemy, they brought in Sabu. There was a point they had quite a few East but I don't think they ever did. Then. I don't think they ever did like a tables match. They might have done. Oh, I just remembered one. The best out of five tables match. The Wall versus Shane Douglas. Yes. Oh my God, this match is bad. <laughs> because they have no fucking clue what they're doing. Right, talk us through it. Well, I think it was meant to be a tables match. Then Shane Douglas on a pay-per-view goes, this is Great American Bash 2000. which was one of the worst shows I watched and that's why I stopped watching 2000 WCW. <laughs> uh, Shane Douglas goes, we're going to do a best of five tables matches. And the commentator's like, you got to put through five tables, right? No, you got to put them through three tables. Well, we don't know. How is it a best of five, then? <laughs> they didn't. They had no clue. This is WCW 2000. It's, yeah, this is why Tony Schiavone just looks like disinterested in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> so you're, you've, there's a bit of truth um, in, in what you're saying about WCW not being really synonymous with the tables match, per se. But it, that does that does change ironically ninety nine to two thousand when we're in the sort of quote Vince Russo era. Yeah. So that's when we do start seeing a bit more of this come in. Um, if I said to you from a WCW, I believe it was a Nitro, a Prisoner of War table match, is that ringing any bells? No. Lance Storm versus Sergeant A Wall. A Wall was the Wall, wasn't it? The Wall. So and who is the wall? Is the Prisoner of War match, is that the five-way, or is this going to be a, a different thing? Because I think that's a different match, this one. It's a different match. So th- I think the, what the, the purpose of this match was that the winner would take one of the losing team's members, because they're both in Team Storm and AWOL at the moment. So, or Team Calendar, yeah. This, yeah. this must have been 2000, then. It's 2000, yeah. I think it's August in 2000. But the winner would take one of the losing members' teams uh, members as a, as a prisoner. Basically, that that was the point. Okay. Hence the prisoner of war table match. As a prisoner. As a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> we getting dark. So now. basically, well, basically <laughs> but, but the war because it was like because you had like generals and sergeant and it was you know they were all part of it was like a yeah thing wasn't yeah. it? Um, it wasn't a good thing, but it was a thing nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> no, when when you got a guy called Hugh Morris called General Erection. <laughs> yeah. yeah, paints the picture well. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Lieutenant Loco, I think, which was Chavo. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, but WCW do put a lot of their own takes on it. There's a similar sort of st- stuff w- within TNA as well, if anyone's got any memories of, of any TNA ones. Not really. I know because mm. when they brought the Dudleys in, it was another, they used to do tables a lot. Yeah, I remember our old school 06, 07 TNA, but I don't really remember seeing many tables. I don't remember there being tables. There might be a tables match, but I don't think there was... They have done tables matches. I mean, again, I, I if I'm without any research, the one just off the top of my head is kind of during that 
um, Bully Ray versus Devon phase. Yeah. Where Devon's with Doc, of course, Luke Gallows now, and then um, Bully Ray team with Sting. Yeah, we watched that before. We watched that before we did this one. Yeah, we just watched that. Yeah, Yeah. that was the first time I've ever seen it as well. It's the only one I could really remember, aside from, of course. But this kind of leans into because it's a bit more of a play on the TLC side of things. But of course, TNA brought in Full Metal Mayhem. Yeah, those those are good matches. So you know, again, but a a play on the TLC where you've got more components. Kind of say, go back to ECW. They did Stairway to Heaven, which was basically you'd have a barbed wire spear or something like that. Attached to the ring, attached mm. to the um, instead of a belt, needs to climb and get that. But with with the tables as well, so we've seen that the table has been used in many different matches, um, way before even the table putting someone through a table was even the purpose of it. But even the tables match itself has had its own sort of variation. So, what's the sort of ones that comes to mind, Jay? If like if there's you've got a tables match, but what can you do with the table to make it more interesting? Again, this would be another ECW state. Set it on fire. Fucking too right, you set it on fire. <laughs> it on wrap, fu- it, wrap it in barbed wire. Wait, that's the thing, they used to do like barbed wire and then thumbtacks and then set it on fire. Yeah, put light tubes on top of the table. You know, the possibilities are endless. That's very much a thing. I mean, obviously with the... GCW. With GCW death yeah, matches. Yeah, yeah. Well, variations of a table, if you're talking with GCW, obviously you swap out a table a lot of times for... A door. A door. Oh. So, yeah, you put people through a door instead. TLD. TLD. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, D- DLC. That's DLC. DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to subscribe to Patreon to see that one. <laughs> they do have a Patreon, actually. Uh, have they done that? What? GCW doors, lads and chairs match. Not to my knowledge. They GCW fans, because I, I know there are some of you listening, so do let us know if there is a DLC, and if not, Brett, make it happen, will you? Jesus, I want it. We'll sponsor it. Yeah, I'll yeah, you, it. You, you got to you got to make a DLC match. It's uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll go out right now. We'll it's sponsor that. It's called Game Changer. Yeah, <laughs> Game DLC changer. would make sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> GM mode over here. This is that's what you got. Who are you booking? Uh, we, we'll, 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 we'll do it for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the Game Changer DLC. Bloody brilliant. That's what needs to happen. I'm not. Arguing there. I mean, you know, that's that's a promotion waiting to happen. That, it's got, it? it's got, it's got to happen now. <laughs> so, yeah, the flaming table. Have you, has anyone got any flaming table spots? The only one I can think of is obviously the most mainstream one with uh, Edge and McFoley. Yeah, one yes. night stand. Um, Balls were honey getting power bombed multiple times through flaming Edge, tables. The Edge and Foley one. Do you mean is the because there's two technically? So do you mean the WrestleMania 22 one where Edge spears him through the ropes? What's the other one then? One night stand, isn't it? Because there's well, you've there, got, there, there was the Mania one. There's the Mania one where it's Edge versus Foley at WrestleMania. Yeah, and the match ends with it's a hardcore match, and Edge spears Mick Foley from the apron to the outside. The flaming tables on the outside. That's WrestleMania 22. Yeah, and he picks up the win. But later on that year, when Foley turns heel for One Night Stand 2006, um, there is a six. Was there another flaming table in that? Six yeah, person yeah. Table. That's, that's the one that I'm thinking of. I, I, I don't I know if that is a flaming table, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think, think that's a flaming is. barbed wire bat. Yeah. I think it? that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, on, yeah. Is it Terry Funk's on... No, Foley's on fire for like half a second. Yes. It must be the mania one I'm thinking of then with the edge, yeah. Is that the first flaming table spot in WWE? <sighs> I want to say no, but well, no, it might be. <laughs> was that one in 05? To dream of went for a flaming table. So technically, it's a WWE product, yeah. A one night stand, yeah. But as part of a, a, a not 
with, with any ECW sort of like I don't banner I, locked onto it, Mania 22 kind of, could be the first one. I'd have to say yes for that one then, if yeah. we're taking out, you know, the ECW. And... I, I, even though I didn't see it because I was asleep, I remember the uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kane flaming table. <laughs> yeah. That's because uh, I was, that I was 2012? 2013. 2013. 14. 14, yeah. Because I fell asleep and he told me, and my brother told me, oh, did you see the Kane go through the flaming table? What? <laughs> no, that, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> didn't, didn't believe it at all, yeah. So that's 2006. So it, that could very well be the WWE's first flaming table spot um, in 2006. But of course, it was used way before that through ECW and Japan. Yeah. Yeah, um, FMW must have done it. You know, Japan have, have been doing, you know, exploding barbed wire death matches. Yeah. Yeah, they have, you know? yeah. And there's other companies out there doing the anus exploding death match and whatever else. So, you know, there's a lot out there. Um, <laughs> there is if you want to see it yeah. <laughs> but obviously seeing somebody go through a flaming table is certainly a visual but just the idea of someone going through a table itself because that is kind of where this all started is that putting th- somebody through a table back in Memphis the Macho Man pole drives uh, Ricky Morton onto the table the crowd goes kind of like whoa that's, yeah. this is and the idea of it was actually supposed to be that that would be a rivalry enhancing moment so you would know that the rivalry had jumped up a gear because someone had been put through a table. Mm. That was one of the earliest kind of thought processes behind the use of a table. Yeah. Of course, that's very different now. It's just used for the sake of, you know, it's there, isn't it? Yeah. So with that in mind, the idea of someone going through a table could still last in your memory. And that, that Edge and Mick Foley one is, is such a moment. You know, you take a picture of it and it's in your brain. What some of your guys then moments... Not necessarily the matches, but like a table spot that you remember. I, I can start with one straight away. One of the ones that always sticks out is the Bubba Ray to Mae Young off the stage. Nick mine, but yeah. For example, it's always <laughs> yeah. just there. Like I can always just picture that. If I think of a table spot, well, it's one of the first. You know, for me, up. for me, the table spot. I can't remember who it was, but you remember when the Bubba Ray had that um, phase of. It's, a lot of this is going to be Dudley, isn't it? I've, I've got a feeling <laughs> when when Bubba Ray had that phase of wanting to put every woman yes. through a table, and he I, got like obsessed yeah. with it. I remember that that vividly, that whole sort of I think, era. I think the first one I saw was the Trish White backlash. Yeah, because he, he did it to Trish, he did it to uh, Tori. around the May Young time. Lita, Lita. Yeah. yeah, May Young. He's... Tori, Terry, any, yeah, yeah. any woman that was in the company. My... That, that whole phase was memorable for me. I don't, I don't yeah. think... I've... And then obviously um, the Rumble 2000 one is always one that sticks in my mind as well. And again, you know, with WWF at the time putting on their first tables match in 2000, which that would have been January as well, so from the start of the year, with a lot of what you're saying there with the the Dudleys and the women's thing, that's it's all very fresh because the tables concept has still become quite fresh with WWE. Yeah. Yeah. It's not new per se because they've been, especially like announced tables and things through 99, 98, 97 um, to a degree, but like... The actual wooden table, like as we see it now, the iconic table, um, is, is kind of really picks up from 2000. From what we see in WWF, picks up from 2000 onwards. So yeah, yeah, it's not surprising that a lot of the memories would be there because that would have been there'd have been so much of it mm. during yeah. that it's like, that year and first couple of years. It felt like you'd be disappointed if every week there was no table spot. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's ever since then. So we've got the Dudleys kind of I, I made the iconic chant of Devon. Get the tables, right? Their catchphrase, Devon, get the tables. The crowd gets into it. There's a, we get another chant now. You're in a, a Extreme Rules match, Hardcore match, Fools Cut Anywhere, No DQ, whatever the tag is that you put on it. What's a common chant that you hear from the crowd? We want tables. We, we had it. We had it at Clash of Castle. We want tables. Yeah. 
So what? Why? Because, because the idea of going through a table is is just cool. Isn't it's, it? it's thrilling, isn't it? You want you just want to see someone go through a table. It's just one of them things now, I, isn't it? You just want to see it. It's conditioning, I think. It's conditioning. It's like a mark of like, yeah, he's the man slash she's the woman. Yeah, it's you put, just you it's put like, your opponent through the table. It's like, yeah, I'm the boss round here. Yeah, if you put someone through a table, it's like an it's like an added level of, well, I guess, brutality if you like. But it's just something that you come to expect, isn't it? If you if you you know if you watch a hardcore match, you know, full count anywhere, whatever you want to call it these days. Um, yeah, you want to what it's billed as, yeah. You want to see someone go through a table. It's just how it is. But I know I do. <laughs> that's what's interesting about it because, the, like I said, the research for it. There's not an awful lot out there. Not at least concisive evidence of, of where things will begin with a table. And I get it's difficult, but I think the tables match per se is is really underrated. It is, and I do think though a big part of it maybe which it's because of the TLC and it overshines it. I think yeah, because you add those other components, it's almost like just doing a, a a tables match on its own becomes less enticing, yeah, or, or exciting because you don't have the ladder involved. Because you can still do a ladder match on its own, and it's fine because you've got the big thrills of yeah high risk maneuvers. But you can have that in a normal tables match as well. Well, of course, yeah, you just got to innovate. We saw that with the one in the Rumble in two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Still use ladders. Yeah. Well, even like the um, the focus is being around the table. The ladder match at Mania two thousand. It's more not. It's it's considered TLC, even though there's no chairs, but because there's so many table spots. Yeah, it's Mm. the catalyst for TLC, and the Dudleys do need to be credited for bringing that element into WWE. ECW obviously as a whole. So of course, you know the big boys in the yard, WCW and WWF. Are looking at ECW at that point in time, well, a bit before that, but yeah. Yeah. they're looking at them at one point in time, seeing that they're, you know, this kind of seemingly underground organization that's gaining all of this mainstream uh, attention and notoriety and this huge cult like following mm. at a time where these companies are trying to work out how they can freshen up their, their own image. So they're both dipping into ECW, yeah, WWF first, um, arguably, but they're, they're dipping into WWF, uh, they're dipping into ECW and taking components that make them so exciting and adding it to their own product. So when the Dudleys come over, and they're, of course, ECW originals, mm. and they're already synonymous with the table, much you know, like Public Enemy was at one point, yeah. um, they bring that with them, don't they? And that's kind of like how that TLC thing comes about. That, that's, WWF, the, that's the catalyst for the tables in mainstream wrestling, I think. It is, really. D- the Dudleys are, are there, and th- but without the Dudleys, it doesn't necessarily happen the way it does. Yeah. But that oh, triangle I was just ladder gonna, match... I was going to say that... The question to you would be, if the Dudleys never joined WWE, would we... I'd say, obviously, we would still have the tables and the tables matches, but they probably wouldn't be anywhere... It'd probably be a gimmick or a novelty rather than what it is today. Be- because of it's, it's the Dudley boys made it synonymous, didn't they? And they made it exciting and they made it mainstream. Like You wanted to see someone go through a table. I mean, and you wanted to see them do it. Because with the catchphrase as yeah, well. Exactly. Like they, they, built, exactly. they built the focus around the table. And there, yeah. were, there were people that put people through tables, but like there was, um, you probably get like a, in the, like a main event feud, someone would go through a table. Without, but the Dudley, even, the, even the, like the Dudley's being there. But the Dudley boys made it, it's part. It, of, it, it's hard to say, but it's an extension of their character and their persona. Yeah, like if you, without if the tables, you, was, you don't really have the Dudley. Yeah, so. it, or if you was to, if you was to say like you had like a main event uh-huh. and they put someone through a table, right? Yeah, it'd be it'd be like a serious serious spot, right? It'd be like OMG, but it'd be serious. But the Dudley boys made it comical at times as well. It would be used for a lot, yeah, because you could use it for a lot of different purposes. So that, by that exactly, point, yeah, it's evolved far beyond the 
somebody goes through a table, the rivalry's now stepped up. Because again, we're, we're at that point in WWF, and I know this is very WWF heavy, but it's going to be the easiest one to stick to mostly because it's the most well-documented. Yeah, so. yeah. But at this point, we've got Hell in a Cell. And Hell in a Cell is arguably, arguably at this point the thing that propels a rivalry to the next stage, at least at that point in time. Kind of what Steel Cage was before. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's an evolution it, of the Steel Cage. Isn't it's it? gone through. Yeah, and there's different. You can look through different points in wrestling history where you've got things like that, and it's just interesting that the table does have a place there. Yeah. It's just it, it's more of a whisper when people talk about it than a than a bang like the Cage and Hell in a Cell and yeah. ladder match or strap, I think, I think the strap match as well at yeah. one point. I think know. it is a shame though because, like you say, um, that def- it's definitely an underrated commodity for sure. Just the tables match. We come to sort of probably where we, we look at tables matches like in today's modern um, landscape of being a wrestling fan, uh, a bit more towards the end. But in terms of like more moments and memories then, I mean, obviously if it includes the Dudleys, shout them out. But what's, what's the other ones that's going to stick out for you? Because mine's not just necessarily the Dudleys. You go, Ash, first. Um, I always remember watching Raw 2003, I believe it was, when Kane just unmasked. And you put uh, Eric Bischoff through a table from off the stage. Yeah. Because um, I, I wasn't watching like every week, but when, whenever like experience, whatever their, their equivalent of like showing highlights was, that came up. And just seeing Eric Bischoff go through a table yeah. was cool. Because the idea of someone who's not is a non-wrestler going through a table anyway... Is always a big yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. but I guess that still does bring it back to the whole that without the table being there is the moment the same. Does it propel Kane's like new thing into the next? You know, because it's exactly. a big moment itself, Kane and Masking, right? Exactly, so, yeah, yeah. You need the table there. You need the you table. You need the table. You need especially you're going to check something off the stage. You well, can't yeah. just, just can't. Just, That's what I mean. It adds to the other element, doesn't it? It brings it together. It's the last piece of the puzzle. I've got one here from uh, Daryl. Again, we do mention him a fair bit on the show. Lead guitarist for UK thrash metal band Must Kill. Shameless um, plug, but we love him. Shameless plug. I've got no shame in it. Great band. You should absolutely check him out. You should. Spotify, Must Kill. Everywhere you go. Check him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, took the question out to the to the internet, to the world. But to Darryl, the masses. So Daryl came back and he, um, he said one of his... If he just thinks of a table spot, the first one that comes to his mind is... Uh, now, I think it's going to be 2012. The Big Show versus Cody Rhodes. Oh, I love this one because it's so bad. <laughs> Jay, you got any memories on this one? Does this one ring a bell? don't think I watched it in 2012. I think that was part of my break. Ash, what happened? So, it was Extreme Rules for the IC title. Cody Rhodes against the defending champion Big Show. Mm-hmm. Who, who had just won it at Mania. And bear in mind, this was a big moment because the, the story going into Mania was Big Show's never really had a proper Mania moment. For all the years he's been there... His mania record's been a bit of a joke. Yeah, he'd, and he's basically just like been taking the piss out of. Could he take the piss out of Big Show because he's like, which show things like Big Show getting knocked out by Mayweather and yeah, yeah, yeah. shit moments like Big Show getting jobbed in the triple uh, fatal four way two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the big moment is Big Show does win the IC title off of Cody Rhodes. At WrestleMania and Extreme Rules is the next pay per view. Yeah, like three weeks later. Three weeks. Right, I can see. I think I can see where this is going. So <laughs> it was a tables match, and everyone's like, "How's Cody going to put Big Show through a table?" Fair question. It is a fair question. The finish is Big Show is trying to get back in the ring. Yeah. Cody gives a drop kick. There is a table set up on the outside of the ring. At this right. Point. Okay. Yeah, the table on the outside. Cody gets a drop kick on Big Show. Big Show falls down. One foot goes through the table. Well, and that's, that's Cody it. wins. That's it. 
he, he takes the drop kick and Big Show's leg just goes through <laughs> and he stands in. But the moment really isn't so much the break, it's the camera shot of Big Show looking up going, whoops, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's so funny. But as Daryl put it, and it is it is right, but it's, it's, it's memorable because it's so bad. That it is kind of good. Yeah, it is one of those things where yeah. it's just it is memorable and it is you can laugh at it. And ultimately, you know, wrestling's meant to be fun, right? So exactly, yeah. It, you know, I got no problem with it. It is funny, but it, it is bad. Um, and, then, and, he, and then I should say, Big Show destroys Cody by throwing him through like three tables. Like. Yeah, but no one remembers to see. That's the thing. No one remembers that. You have to think three <laughs> tables, but the moment can be so simple. The one that's going to last in your memory is the foot. Yeah, and it's yeah. easy, right? The, that's, foot. the big foot. And, and, that was, and that was the last, <laughs> the last time Bishow challenged for that title ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm boring. I, all mine, pretty much with the Dudley voice, so I can't really say anything. But No, but there is, and that's going to be the same for a lot of people. I was going to say, my, my memorable ones is obviously the, main, uh, the Royal Rumble 2000, and then uh, the one, the handicap with The Rock um, on Raw. I think it was a Raw, wasn't it? Uh, Smackdown? Smackdown. Yeah. And then the the Brothers of Destruction one with the Dudley Boys and either the Hardys or Edge and Christian. The Hardys at No Way Out 2001. Yeah. Very good one, that one. Um, um, there's there's one... Well, it's... this. It is from TLC 2, from WrestleMania 17. And it always just sticks in my mind, but it's it's with Matt and Bubba up on the really big ladder. Oh, those, those TLC matches, from... I didn't know he was including them. Oh, in terms of just table breaks, though, Jen. It's a oh, well, oh, well match, but... TLC won then, for sure. Well, TLC won. When, when Matt falls off the ladder and That's, goes to the outside yeah, of the ring. Backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that either. Crazy. you got to yeah, go yeah. watch that. SummerSlam 2000. Yeah, that is... That's like... Yeah. Now, one this one best. from Mania 17, of course, you both are going to know this one, but when they've got kind of like four different tables and you know two stacked on top of the other ones... And Bubba and Matt go from the top of that really high ladder as it bends and they go out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah. It. I know, I can picture it now. Always in my mind. But yeah. there's another one that sort of is similar to it because I just never imagined him taking this sort of bump. Can I guess? You can guess. Taker. Yes. At TLC 2000, I think that would have been nine or eight. 2008, maybe. Are you the Edge one? It's one with Edge. I know it's a TLC. I can't remember what it might be Edge um, in 2008 because they had their rivalry going up within that year, didn't they? Yeah. But it's the same spot. Taker's at the top of the ladder and it gets pushed whilst he's on it and he goes from opposite the top of the ladder to outside of the ring and through the tables. And this is 2008, maybe 2009, I think it is eight, Undertaker, who doesn't need to take a bump like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I've and not always, seen that. It's just, it sticks in my mind again because it's kind of, it's it's a crazy moment because of who it was. Mm. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't have expected it. No. Especially because the thing, that it did get a bit overkill that spot. It's been done so many times. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, my biggest problem, because of the way my brain works, is they would do four tables, but three would break. It was rare that all four did, but when they, yeah. but when they did, yeah, Jesus. No, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. yeah. Now, Jay's already sort of come to this, so we'll, we'll get into it now, because we can't just talk about table breaks without talking about other types of tables. So if we say other types of table, what is immediately going to come to your mind? And you as the listener... Probably have already just said it out loud, out loud in your head. Announce tables. Yeah, but what announce table? Spanish. <laughs> it's always the Spanish one, isn't it? You could go always. on YouTube and find <laughs> compilations 
of people going through the Spanish announce table. Guarantee, right? Every single pay per view in the two thousands, like early two thousands, oh, pretty much, yeah. Every time they go through an announce table, it was always the Spanish one, or at least the Spanish one first. And if we go, if we go by and Spanish announce table and famous one, Foley, Hell in a Cell, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, does anyone know why it's always the Spanish announce table? Because Vince told him to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be the basic, yeah. But what, what's the reasoning behind it? Why would it be the Spanish think, announce table more than anything? Would it, would it be to make them feel special? Because why, le- be, why would they be there? Either that or they just didn't want to destroy the American announce table. <laughs> Jay's a lot closer, yeah. Yours was really nice and heartwarming, actually, Ash. But the, the real reason is more because, obviously, WWE's product is... Although a world, you know, world wrestling entertainment is predominantly that the product hinges around the the English commentary. Yeah. Right. So your English commentary team, where possible, needs their setup to be as best as it can be yeah. with their monitors and everything else. And they can't. The Spanish announce table, if you really think about it, doesn't need to be there. Why a Spanish announce table? Yeah. Why, why not? Why not India? Well, there's a French table, one as well. German announce table. Yeah. Exactly. Why not other ones? It's just that the Spanish one was there and they just kept it as a trope, essentially. <laughs> and it just become a long-standing thing. That's why. That's the main reason. But it was it was essentially always going to be there to be the prop. Honestly, though, right? This is no word of a lie. When I was a kid and I used to watch the you know the early 2000s previews and everything, like, whether it be my parents or my cousins or whatever, I'd always say, do you think the Spanish announce table is going to go tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, yeah. It's, it's almost like a drinking game. We've got extreme rules coming up, so yeah. if, the, if there's going to be, I don't think they really do the Spanish announce table. No, now, they, they just do, do the tables in, in a row, don't it's, they? Now? Yeah, because you know when Raw moved the, they had that sort of change around. I think in two thousand three, and they moved the announce table up by the entrance. Yeah, I didn't like that. So when they did that, uh, the Spanish announce table was no longer there. I don't think it was. No, no. So when people then would go through a table there, it would have to be that one, but it wouldn't happen as often, if you'd notice. Yeah. And that's why. I can't remember that's the, the only reason the Spanish announce table existed. I can't remember what the pay per view was, but I remember it because it's again it's a vivid one because it made me laugh. <laughs> it was I've got no idea who it was when it was, but I just remember the match before someone going through the like the American the main announce table, mm-hmm. and then after that match it cut back to like King and Jr. But they were just sat on these chairs like this. There's nothing, and it just, it just for some reason, it just tickled me. I like it. I, just they were just sat there like I've got nothing. Left. <laughs> it just tickled me. My, they uh, carried on like normal, like there was a table there, but they weren't. So there was something here before. <laughs> One thing that was funny was I think it was May seventeen. The Spanish night table gets broken, and then they replace it with an actual table, <laughs> and that gets broken. And then that gets broken. Yeah. That was just to get them twice in one night. But also going back to the original like SmackDown games when they would bring in the announce table, I always put someone for it because it was there. I remember SmackDown yeah. Two was the first game that brought tables into it as well. Yeah, and that I remember again another memorable table moment, not necessarily in real life, like in real wrestling, but it's one of I've got SmackDown Two. It was like a few days after it released, I think. I think my dad got it for me, and um, the first thing I did was play as American Badass Undertaker. Nice. Against, I think maybe Triple H. And the first thing I did was get the table out and put him for a table. Yeah. It was the new thing, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was like, you could never do that before. I quite like that as a, as a little fact, though. Because if you think about it, again, like what we're saying, what's driving you as a player 
who's acting as a character in a game that wants to put someone through a table. Because you can. Yeah, yeah I, I, know, th- I think it's a drive for it. That's what I mean, isn't it? It's just I an think interesting concept. I think it's because it. It's just a, it's just you want to see someone go through, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you just want to see. You just, someone you just go need it. Table. <laughs> no, I think it's, it is really interesting. I think though, um, the table itself. So, like Ash said, when they replace it with the other one and people go through that, that has become the the sort of the almost visual uh, definition now of what a, t- a wrestling table is, isn't it? Like you see other sort of tables now in wrestling, it's not quite the same. Like that is the wrestling table. Yeah. And if you see one of those bad boys about, you know someone's bloody going through it. You know someone's going through it. Yeah. You absolutely <laughs> know someone's going through it. What are they actually made from? I think it's MDF in it. Or or, you know, very thin sort of plasterboard. Well not plasterboard, but I don't I don't sort of it's it's like chipboard, not not plasterboard, sorry, chipboard. Box or or, or MDF. Yeah, it's a particle board. Yeah, so it's like chipboard sort of thing then. Not plasterboard, sorry, because you'd be going for a fucking wall. They use MGF brother. I knew that was coming. As soon as I, as soon as I said MDF, I knew there was going to be an MGF um, uh, joke coming. Maybe they're going to compete in a DLC match. Book it, book it, Brett. MDF versus MJF in a, TLC, uh, in a DLC match. I mean, that's a mouthful Actually, just saying, isn't it? Was it GCW, the Invisible Man versus the table? Yes. Why didn't they just do a deal? And it's a, and it's a brilliant spot where they've already obviously the table's already been broken and they just sort of pull the thing and it just goes to make it look like the invisible man. Yeah. It. It's so stupid, but like again, like it's it one of them ones you remember. Can't help but laugh at it. Yeah, it is. It's a table spot. I want to say it's the highest viewed YouTube video. I think probably next to Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan, yeah. which is just <laughs> basically a... Bryce being brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is. I... But yeah, it is. It's um. It's particle board, and I think obviously because they have that kind of va- that fake wooden um, veneer kind of over it, don't they? Yeah. It's not real wood. Yeah, um, I think back in the day that was to trick you into thinking it was real wood. Well, of course, yeah, because it's it's the idea is as a wooden table. Yeah, but the idea obviously you want the table to be like that so it's softer and there's less risk to injury. And it's course. and so it looks good when it shatters and you put someone through it. That, and it, and exactly. it makes a really good noise. It does make a good noise. Yeah, but, yeah, which is brilliant for. You know, watching, well, I suppose not just in the crowd, but yeah, but watching at home as well, hearing the crack of someone going through a table. Yeah, yeah. It's that noise, it's synonymous, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But the idea, you want to, you obviously, you can't do much about obviously the, the metal legs and things like that. It yeah. can cause injury. But Which we, we have seen before. We have oh, yeah. seen, but the idea is to make sure that it causes as less, uh, as low a risk as possible for injury. Yeah. But Jay, yes, there have been injuries of people going through tables. One of the biggest ones, which I'll start with before we come through some of the ones that you're going to think of as well, and there are plenty of them. Um, there was a incident in WCW involving Fit Finley with a table. Does anybody know the story about this one? I don't, but I'm sure I, I, don't, I don't. It's pretty horrific. You and don't actually, know it. We missed this one off of our... This could have easily gone into our most gruesome injuries episode way back when, Ooh, wow. which you can find in the catalogue if you go through the annals of TMOF history. Do it now. Do it well. Do well, it after this. the show. Yeah, yeah. Do, well, listen to this do, and then do it. Then do it. Then do it now. <laughs> um, so I, I think this took place during Bash at the Beach. I could be wrong about the match on this one. So I said I did research, and I've clearly come and prepared for this bit. But I think it's a place at Bash on the Beach in ninety nine right. during the big junkyard match. I know that match, but don't know too much. I, I know that. That was the outdoor show, wasn't it? Is that the outdoor uh, it's one? It's indoors, but this match was outdoors because I th- the storyline purpose behind it was Ric Flair said there's no place for hardcore wrestling 
in a WCW ring. So they took the match to the streets mm. and had this junkyard invitational thing where it's basically the, the rules were kind of like a cage match in the sense that the they, they would fight in this big pit surrounded by piled up cars. And in all honesty, the match is dog shit. But <laughs> the, the idea and the and the aesthetics of it was really cool. Like because yeah. I like that Mad Max kind of vibe and it and it, and it looks like that. They've got the cans with flames coming out of them and all these like bashed up cars like piled up and people are fighting on top of them and it sounds, it sounds good. It's just a shame it wasn't good then. No, exactly. But you had, there was a lot <laughs> the, of people lot in this of match. There's a lot of potential there as well. So many people here. Re- Stephen Regal's in the match. Fit Finley's in the match. Sandman? Sandman, when he, he's obviously over there as Hack. Um, yeah, uh, Nasty Boys. Nasty Boys are in there. Mikey Whitwreck's in there. Um, is, is Haku in there? I can't remember if Haku's in there. I think uh, Shane Douglas is in there. Um, and this is when Shane Douglas is like big as well. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of people in there, but... Yeah, that was the idea. So, you know, they would fight out there. Now, I think it's during this match. Now, Fit Finley wins that junkyard match. A bit of trivia for you there. But whether it's this match or not, it's around this time. But Fit Finley is put through a table. The table is not one of the traditional ones that we've just talked about that's easy to go through. Right. It was a Formica table. So any IKEA nuts out there, do you know any anything about Formica tables? Because I didn't. I had to look at it. That thick as fuck. They yeah, and, and so were the people that thought it was a good idea to use them. Um, so a formica table is like a plastic laminate, um, yeah, yeah. and it's it's used to overlay like doors and worktops and other surfaces. So it's it's like a reinforcement. So it's material. a full on like workman's bench. It's yeah, because it's to reinforce the table, <laughs> right? Which is the opposite of what you want. It's it's heavy duty material. Hmm. Now Fit Finley is put through this table. And the injury itself almost resulted in him almost resulted in him having to have his leg amputated. Jesus, that is how bad it was. Wow, that's how bad it was. Jesus Christ. Yes, and the reason the reason as well uh, that it was a formica table and WCW didn't just supply like a regular one. Is they weren't during, sponsored by IKEA, was they? They weren't sponsored by. <laughs> I don't know if IKEA was such a big deal at the at the time. Um, no, the intre- the, the reasons. A bit more interesting, actually, but at this time, WCW had kind of this agreement um, with the arenas that they would go to to put on their shows that the arena would supply any of the kind of hardware that they would use for weaponry, All right. Right. like the chairs, the tables, the ladders, you know, anything else, trash cans, whatever. The arena would supply them. Is it on the network? The Well, that matches because it's Bash of the Beach 99. Um, I don't remember seeing it in there because again Finley wins that match and he looks like he's okay and I don't think you'd be okay if you were your leg no, I think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like it was pre-taped so I think yeah I think potentially um, if it's yeah exactly it could be a case where it's like that um, but yeah so it, that's what happens um, in this in particular instance. what was it then the the wood cut his leg it just shatters cuts. it shatters because of that that heavy duty formica it just it shatters and cuts his legs to pieces Jeez. and obviously it goes deep enough that <laughs> You know, it had become very infectious, I think, and yeah, you know, it was it was touch and go whether or not he was going to keep his leg. So wow. it was, he was super, super. Lucky. <laughs> that is crazy. I've never heard that before. And that is just through using the wrong table. And that's you know, when people say don't try this at home, you know, at the very least, don't use a bad table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but that's yeah. and that's why I really laugh about it. But honestly, it could have been so much worse. But after that incident, he could have course, died from it. I guess he could have bled out if it went in the wrong place. Well, that's exactly yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after that incident, WCW stopped using that. Um, approach so that the arenas are supplying the, the 
weapons and things that I think they had to start using their own. Yeah. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, Good exactly. choice. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, that's one of the more sort of horrific ones. There have been other injuries that aren't quite as bad as that, but they do still look gnarly. Mm. You got any... Well, number one would be Hardcore Holly. Yeah. Do you remember the... that was It was actually played in like the Don't Try This At Home videos a lot as well. I think in a match with Van Damme. Yeah, you get suplex from a table to the outside and he gets caught by the... Ironically, the, the metal... I think I, I, think, I, think, I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I yeah think I remember, cut, you remember that slice along his back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really deep. Yeah. Um, again, like, you know, it can still go wrong. If you don't see it happen very often with table spots, but it's because the tables are, you know, in that way that they're meant to prevent it. So, well, these days they're just doctored to split straight through the middle, aren't they? They're, they're, but but whereas back then they would, you put them through it and then it go, it shatters how it shatters, isn't it? Really, pretty much. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of spots though when you think about it as well. We'll we'll probably touch more on the botch side of things once we're done here with the injuries. But you know, there's sometimes the table don't go. Yeah. <laughs> even you know, even when it's meant to, especially the announce tables. But yeah. if it went for that botch, maybe it'd be ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah. But in, in terms of injury, I mean, they're two of the biggest ones that you're going to think of. But you got, have you, can you think of any? I've got one more. I don't know if I mentioned it on the injuries. It's in ECW. Sabine Van Dam used to do like a frog splash leg drop combination on for a table. Mm. Sabu does the leg drop, and RVD's at mistimed his frog splash, so the bit of table is broken up. Oh, and he. It gets him in the eye and oh, cuts his eyelid. Yeah, me. again, that's another one. Could that could have been so much worse. Centimeters away from being so much worse. Yeah, yeah, it's mad, really. But obviously, again, you know, a lot of them are born out of botches, whether it was a botch move or a botch table. Mm. Um, you know, to, so to move into maybe a bit more light-hearted territory again, if we're going to look at the botch side of things, some of them could have still been injuries. Sticking with Sabu, you had one night, Sam two thousand six, with his match against Ray. And that over the top, the, where the table is sort of propped up against the barricade and the ring, and it's the DDT to Ray, but it's like the table kind of slips, doesn't it? It's still a sort little of bit. breaks, but it slips. It could have been a lot worse. Mm. But you know, botches with the table. Sometimes the table doesn't go. Sometimes just the leg goes. The announced table sometimes is too reinforced because yeah. it wasn't meant to break. <laughs> yes, we've all one, seen one memorable it. one of that is when Triple H Pedigree's. Um, I think it's Mick Foley or The Rock, or it might have been Austin. Onto the announce table and it just didn't go. Oh, Kurt Angle. Was it Angle? Mm. Angle, yeah. The, yeah, the announce table just did not Isn't move whatsoever. Isn't that one with Angle? That's when the announce table goes too quickly. Yeah, there's a few. there were a few times that happened. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I remember the one that went too quick because he was about to do the pedigree, but his foot yeah, but, slipped because, down. And, no, I think that knocked Angle out. Yeah, because he had no way to protect himself. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one quick. where it didn't go as well. There's a well, few times the pedigree didn't put him yeah. on the table. It's like Goldilocks, isn't it? It's either yeah, too okay. much or too little. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get it just right. There's only like one or two times with the announce table with the RKO works. Yeah, I mean, there's one, was it, I think Kane um, gives the RKO on it and it's just, it might have been Kane or Lesnar or something. It was, it was a big guy and he hits it and it's just that oh, thud because it's just the table was reinforced and it shouldn't have been. And it, you know, they're, they're kind of, pro- they're ready and they're, they're kind of like primed to like go all the way through. Yeah. So just have that momentum just stopped suddenly when you cut the table. That's, that's, that's what they said every time. And the elbow drop from the top turnbuckle to the announced table yeah. as well. That can be dangerous. Well, yeah, I mean, and again, but I suppose with, with enough force, you're going to break the table. So a more recent uh, case of that is see SummerSlam. Uh, Logan Paul versus The Miz. Logan Paul does deliver a very sweet looking frog splash yeah. from the turnbuckle to The Miz through the announce table. It, it was it was hard, <laughs> but I think regardless, that table was probably going to go. 
because um, he, he hit him with enough force. But then also you look at how much height you're coming down from. Mm. So It's not know, just dangerous for the person on the table, it's dangerous for the person. Well, of course. And, and one of the most infamous spots in an ounce table breaking history is, of course... Tony. Yeah. Finally, King of the Ring, 1998, having a sale with The Undertaker. I just, I just yeah. remembered one, um, talking about doing insane spots. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Main 26. Michael said it's a moonsault. And again, yeah, because of the oh, one the, the table's laid, laid out. Do you yeah, remember yeah. this one? And what happened with it? Which one? That one you were ta- we, saying about there. He smashed his... Um, his ribs. Yeah. Side, yeah. Smashed his ribs on the table, didn't he? Yeah. Where that front kind of... That, that, that metal bit thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did it with flair as well, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. I think it definitely happened in the Flair one as yeah. well. Like yeah. two or three times, I think. Twice, twice in the space of two years, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a funny botch one I could, I've just remembered. Is um, I think it's like second or third ECW pay-per-view. Terry Funk is getting punched by, might be Stephen Richards or someone like that. And he's went to go for a table, but it doesn't. He, he, just, he hits the table, but rolls off. <laughs> so what Terry Funk does is go, you know what? Stand back on the table. Sits through it. Breaks <laughs> 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 the table. And this is how the <coughs> segment on Botchamania is born. Right, if you want that, it's... I am the table. Just about Sabu in tables. Is that gimmick infringement, Logan Paul, on Botchamania? Not yet. Or is it It's going to be on. Is it gimmick infringement for Metallica and Lou Reed? Bit of both. <laughs> I am the table. Actually, <laughs> Kanye West says that he's a table. Actually, I better not sing it because they'll see me. Yes, he does sing about him being the table. Um, no, there are. There's a, there's a lot of funny spots, uh, a lot of funny botches. You know, luckily don't result in any injury. Some of them have been pretty... Uh, there's one shrouded a little bit of controversy here then. So let's take you back to Tables, Ladders and Chairs pay-per-view 2009, I'm going to say. WWE Championship match between John Cena and Sheamus. Ah, yes. So, Sheamus, of course, wins this match, but it doesn't necessarily look like he was meant to win this match. <laughs> so, what sort of happened with this one? Does anyone... Jay, do you remember much about this one? Or is this, this during the hiatus at this bit? Ash could describe it well, much better than I ever could. Because <laughs> it's a tables match, Sheamus and John Cena on top of the top, top of the rope. And it looks like... They're going to do Seamus falls out of the ring, doesn't he? Yeah, to the floor. it looks like they're punching each other and then they're going to do a jump to hit a table. But we don't see the table on the outside until afterwards, do not, we? Not from the shot, no. Is there Was there actually a table outside? Yes. Then? Yes. So yeah. it, it could have been the fact that they were both meant to go through tables. Yeah, but John Cena goes through the table. And when you see it, when we saw it again, it looked like John Cena went, oh, fuck, I'm not supposed to go through the table. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because if you think about it, it's kind of almost like the opposite of what happened at the Royal Rumble 2005, where it was... It was it was not meant to happen that Batista and Cena were eliminated at the same time. Yeah, but it worked. But it just so happened that both their feet actually hit at the exact same yeah. moment. And then when yeah. you go when you look at they cut that was the same time Vince uh, tore both his leg muscles, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, when you cut to the angle of Sheamus on the outside, he's next to a table, and it's, it looks like he went was meant to go for it, but it didn't break. So that's yeah. So the the idea is that people think that it was meant to be that double. I, and in all fairness, it's, that's a risky, you know, it's a ballsy move. Um, and if that had happened, it would have paid off, I think. It would have been a very good result. And it's ballsy for the whole fact that the table might not go. But the thing is, that whole thing, like... <laughs> and when you're top totals on the line as well. Well, exactly. And the number one name in wrestling at the time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, logistically, that was going to be so hard to pull off because Sheamus has got to travel a lot further to get through the table. And he's got to jump in the right way as well. 
and the right timing, uh, as well as it's pushing all, it off. It's, it's yeah, all it's, about timing. It's, it's a split second thing, isn't it? He's got the dis- He's got the distance between the top. You know, the, the apron basically. He's got to go that extra bit to get through that. Well, table. Yeah. yeah. But the fact is, I mean, he misses it basically completely. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's strange, but the whole you know the end of that match is very like Sheamus looks very confused, Cena looks very confused. The ref looks a bit confused, I'm not, I can't and he's raising. You know, he's, the guy's what is his WWE World Championship, first Irish World Champion in history in WWE. <laughs> it was all born from a table. But I need to listen back to the commentary because sometimes commentary can tell you if like it was meant to happen that way or not. Because they obviously like it's sometimes pauses in commentary that tell a story. Yeah, where you just know they're being fed something like, "Oh, you need to do this, say yeah. this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've never heard what Vince's reaction would be if it is true that that was meant, it was meant to be a double table break. There's, there's still a, there's still a good chance that it, it that is meant you know the outcome was still meant to be Sheamus winning. It's still a possibility. If it well the, the way I see it, if they was both meant to go through tables, it's a, it's the classic. Oh no! What do we do now? Both have gone through, and they go. No, the match carries on, and fucking. I think that's that's probably. <clears throat> I don't think they would have probably done that then because this is during that they were playing a bit safe with them sort of things. They probably wanted to because it sounds to me keep it as a draw like, so they could do the match again. Keep it as a draw, but Down also Cena then didn't lose, and their new big sort of top heel and Sheamus didn't lose either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, that kind of feels like that's the WWE way of thinking. Because Sheamus only been on Raw TV for what two, three months. It, yeah, because it's it very came quick. Up from WC, WWE's ECW that they had at the time. You know that yeah. debacle. Um, although we did get, you know, Seamus, Kofi, Kingston, Jack Swagger for a little bit from it. It did yeah. produce some good stuff. But it didn't really produce much in the way of tables, ironically. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's like, I mean, yeah, that's a huge thing involving the table. And again, like we've just said, the table can be very unpredictable. Yeah. But even more so when you completely miss the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which which also is something that's happened with a lot of botches. Like sometimes you will see people completely miss a table. Yeah, a lot of the time. Any that jump out to you? Have you seen the indie one where the guy does a? Uh, it's a. I don't know if it's a tables match, but the guy, there's a guy laying on the table, and there's a guy that's doing a spot off like a balcony type thing. Yeah, and he's meant to do an elbow drop for the table. He misses the table. Completely misses the table. There's a lot of, and you can see on YouTube as well, a lot of people putting up Isn't like there their a backyard table spot? videos. ECW, you know that classic moment with. Um... New Jack. New Jack, where he misses, he misses the table, doesn't he? They're supposed to be thrown off, but... I think he goes for the table, but not the way he's meant to, and then gets like a brain, bit of brain damage. He kind of, he, it's the same similar thing where he comes off the balcony. I think that's in the ECW arena, but he comes off the balcony, hits um, whoever it was, well, I can't remember who the match was with, but he hits them. But he's kind of, he's, he's a little bit over-rotated, yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of going face first. Mm. So he does hit them on the table, but he keeps going, so his face just goes... Right into the floor, yeah, concrete yeah. floor. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot, and as I was saying, you can see a lot of backyard. You know, people putting their backyard stuff up on YouTube well, and things like. You look at like CCW and the old when backyard wrestling during the MTV's glory days and yeah. stuff. That sort of stuff was becoming a lot more the wrestling channel. Yeah, as well, <laughs> the wrestling channel. But it was a lot more enticing, but you can see people. There was one in particular I remember of a guy jumping off the roof. Of a, I think it was like a, you know, them sort of like American houses where it's, it, they're like bungalows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah it's just yeah. the one floor. But there's, there's a little bit up there where it's I presumably like an attic type ring. Mm. But he jumps off of like the top of it and he's doing like a leg drop. And then misses the table. 
completely yeah, misses yeah, yeah. the table. I think, goes I, I way think over it. That. I think I've doesn't seen even that. put his legs back down on his hands and he yeah. just lands on his ass. But how he doesn't break his tailbone? Yeah. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. I, feel like... I think I broke my tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is what happened at SummerSlam 2000 <laughs> with Jeff Hardy. That mania. Was that? Oh, oh it's, the, tri- it's the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. I think I broke my tailbone. <laughs> Wasn't um, the f- most famous backyard one that missionary drive through the table? Oh god, yeah, that's an oldie. And then you could just you could tell like they they are fucked because they're like ah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the guy the, the guy that's filming is like it's always it's, right. a, it's a telltale sign, isn't it? And you're fucked when you go ah. <laughs> the, the, the guy who's filming is like you're right. But no, it's, it's it brought so many. Like, wrestling kind of isn't wrestling anymore without a table spot. Yeah, there's so many iconic moments in wrestling that you think of that involved a table. Yeah, absolutely. I just remembered a table spot from TNA when they put when the Dudley's put. I think it's Dudley's put Christian for a, a glass table. Oof. Well, it'll be that sort of like sugar but the, glass. Yeah, table. but but the, the 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 funny thing was they they showed him getting um like a towel to stop the bleeding, but the blood was there before he before he touched it. <laughs> Oh, tables in wrestling history. So I, I said I'd come back round to this one, uh, as we said, because we're, we're having a good time talking about all these table spots and stuff, and it is good, but it <clears> makes <throat> you wonder now. Um, I'm going to go back to a match you brought up, Ash, in AEW, the tag match between Butcher and Blade against the Hardys, which, again, was a bit confusing because I didn't know which rules they were going through, you know, for like the elimination style and whatever, and it, and it took me out of it a little bit, and I was like, mm, I don't know, that wasn't, you know... Not the best it seemed, but um, tables matches now. My question to you guys is: Do you think the tables match now is um, almost obsolete on its own within mainstream wrestling? Now, when I say mainstream wrestling, I'm referring mainly to WWE, AEW to a degree, but in terms of you know, like for the indies. <clears throat> and things like GCW and that, which are, you know, I guess still the Indies, but for those sort of things, like they wouldn't be the same without them. But for mainstream wrestling, is the tables match obsolete? Well, I think it is, but it shouldn't be. Do elaborate, because I'm interested on that. Because I, I, I kind of feel the same sort of way. Well, like, the reason I say it is is because obviously, like you say. The- Tables are main, a mainstay in hardcore matches. TLC, you know, extreme rules. It's just there. So to have a table match on its own, I don't think it would draw the right, well, not the not the right, but the same sort of buzz, buzz as it did back in the day. But the, the reason I say it shouldn't be is because everyone likes to see someone put through a table, right? Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's so interesting. That, and, and to win a match by doing that, because I wanted well, to so. talk about the psychology of it there. Yeah, so I'll be interested well, to see well, what yeah, your take now, on now that they've they've um, taken away the TLC pay per view. You know how before, like an obvious pay per view with a certain name, they would have like they would hint like, "Oh, we're gonna have a tables match at TLC because TLC's coming up." Yeah, or Helena Cell's coming up, so we're all hinting about Helena Cell. Mm. It feels like they just don't want to do a tables match at all because it's no point of having it. Unless, because the table's everywhere. It's, I think I know what you mean. I think I know what you're trying to say. It feels like it feels like there's no rivalry that will build up for a tables match, like how <clears throat> Blood Feud would be like Helen Cell or Ke- very Phil Kerry. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. And it's in a different way. How like it feels like AEW do ladder matches every 
of a month now. <laughs> Imagine if, the, if, if you had a tables match every other month. It would feel special. Mm. It, that both of that both of what you've said there actually ties into kind of my thought process. So let me know what you think of this, right? So my my thinking behind it is that absolutely right. You love seeing people put through a table. It can be an exciting thing, and then on its own as a match concept as a stipulation linking in with what you just said ash it doesn't seem to be that it's ever really a big deal Hmm. but is that because of like what you said there is that because for a very long time we've had these um these paper we've had match stipulations based on the calendar you know like we and we've said for helen we say we've said it quite a lot recently but like helena cell for example is a big deal for a for a feud that needs it and it's not felt quite the same when it's just like, well, this is the storylines we've got at the moment and Hell in a Cell pay-per-views coming up. So some of these are going to be Hell in a Cell yeah. matches. When they don't feel like they warrant the stipulation. A tables match has never really quite been like that. But again, wrestling is about booking, right? You can book it to be whatever you want. But the fact is, when you've got TLC pay-per-view, you're being sold on the idea it's tables, ladders and chairs, but not in separate orders. Exactly. It's the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. match includes all of the components together. Like yeah. we said before, it's very exciting seeing that. When you have to then go, oh, well, we, I guess we'll just need to do a normal um, tables match in there as well. You're basically saying it's not as important as the, the big deal. Yeah. Know? And the yeah. same as the fucking chairs match. Like, the chairs match in its own is a very silly concept. Like, it's, it's a, it's Can't a chairs match. I've ma- ever seen a chairs match, to be honest. It's basically, there's just loads of chairs. Yeah. It's like, well, there's loads of chairs anyway. Yeah. If, there's, if there's no DQ, I mean, you're, surra- you're in a fucking arena <laughs> wow. surrounded by thousands of seats. Do you remember the, like, do you remember the first... Chairs match, going off, going off top. Of oh it. god, was that the right back one or was it? It was um, B- uh, Batista versus oh, Undertaker. Of course, yeah. Batista wins the match by using the. So how, do you, how how do you win? Yeah, by using the belt. How, how do you, you win a chairs just match? A pin or submission? Oh, so it's just yeah. a pinfall. But, yeah. but Batista won the match originally by using the title belt. <laughs> but then um, Telon goes well because you didn't use a chair. We restart the match and. Um, I'm taking one like 30 seconds later. Which is then, oh, which wow. is which then never happened again since. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Interesting fact about Teddy Long, by the way. Um, I believe Teddy Long is the official for the first ever tables match. That one with Dudley's and the Harleys oh. at Rumble. Little tidbit. But yeah, I remember whichever match it was. I think it might have been Cena and Wade Barrett, where he pulls down. You, you know the set where they had like all the chairs like on, on oh, the yeah, string. Yeah. And he pulls it down and they all come cr- crashing he's, down he's on him. Pulled, he's pulled something in the way so he doesn't get hit. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool visual. But again, like the match concept is a bit dumb. But yeah, like the but, but again, like nobody's buying the pay-per-view because of oh, chairs match. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Well, that's what I mean. You buy nobody's it for bu- the, the big TLC, don't you? Exactly. So I guess the tables match in its own right isn't marketable to the point where like you could sell a pay-per-view around it. But you could you could build a storyline around exactly, it. Exactly. And you could build a match around it. The, the problem that I think they built themselves into, again, I'm not... You know, I mean, look at the Dudley there, Boys. Most of the Dudley Boys storylines involve tables. Yeah, and, and it works. And it works. And most, <laughs> most of the memories that you have during that era include the Dudleys. Yeah. And a lot of, obviously, with the Hardys and Edge and Christian, because together it's, you know, they made that TLC what we know it as today. You could easily make a, a decent storyline around a table. It probably just has to be one of those things where it's it has to be the right people like, as well. Yeah. Also, it's weird yeah. that Roman Reigns is the head of the table. There's not been a tables match in this run. Right. There perfect. you go, you see. It's him a perfect and, tables him match. Him and Logan Paul in a tables head match. Head of the tables match. Yeah. <laughs> head through a table match. That's what it should be. Logan Paul can only win if he absolutely frog splashes Reigns to oblivion like he did The Miz. 
And Roman Reigns can only win if he puts his own head through a table. Because <laughs> he's got that Samoan head, so it's not going to hurt him, is it? Not so really. all it, Roman just has to... First person to headbutt a table wins. That's what I should think it should be. Come on, Triple H. Head of the tables match. <laughs> Come Wrestle, on. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. You can also catch in the area GCW's DLC match between MJF... And MDF. And MDF. <laughs> <laughs> that is a card worth watching. <laughs> Oh. Or should I say that it's a table worth watching? That, that, that is a match table worth watching. <laughs> that is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, that, that's that's kind of my take on it. I, I like the tables in wrestling is, is synonymous now. The tables match itself. I feel probably is obsolete at this stage. It's not too late. You could bring it back in, but it's. I think the thing is now again. It's like other things. When you've seen a, a tables match, that's one thing. When you've seen a flaming table, mm. that's another. If you're going to build a match around having a flaming table, so you have to put your opponent through a flaming table, it's a bit more marketable. Because people are bloodthirsty. We want to see something <laughs> go through a flaming table. Or a barbed wire table. In mainstream wrestling, it's just not necessarily something you're going to see. It's, it's definitely better catered towards the indie wrestling yeah, crowd, may, in my opinion. Maybe now that they do doors instead of tables, that's taken away now. It's just, well, it's GCW yeah. though, isn't it? But that's like their own niche then. Everybody, a lot of other places are going to still use tables. Yeah. Yeah. Which is absolutely cool, absolutely fine. But yeah, the, the history of tables through wrestling, I think, is really interesting. Um, because it almost doesn't make any sense, like a lot of things in wrestling. But, <laughs> but to the point where it's given us so many decent memories, so many fond memories, um, that, yeah, it just you just realise, it's kind of like when you play The Sims and you get a bit bored for a while, so you put people in a room, take all the doors away, and you just want to watch them suffer. And that's kind of what a table is in wrestling. You just want to see someone suffer to go through a that's table. A, that's a good analogy, but I've never, I've never actually played The Sims, to be honest with you. Oh, well, well I was uh, going to say, Theme Hospital, you could do the same thing with... Um, you don't do it in a hospital, man. Well, What's wrong with no, you? In Theme, in theme Hospital... <laughs> Not that game. bloodthirsty, boy. You, <laughs> actually, isn't, doesn't you play two point... Is it two point? Two point hospital. Isn't there, isn't there a trophy? It's me, it's me clapping the NHS isn't for there, not taking the doors away. Isn't there a trophy where you can kill someone in the hospital? Oh, no, I didn't know that. I I what, know. is this on two point hospital? Yeah. Don't know, I'll have to I have I think you can like, put someone in a, in a machine and just have it explode. <laughs> wow. Well, we are Via Mahand away from the topic. <laughs> um. It's your fault for saying about the doors and the Sims. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked for that. Um, in closing for this one, uh, we'll go around the table. Do, do, I want do, do. one match, one tables match. If you could only watch it for the rest of time, Ooh. only a table. Is it going to be tag, um, singles, whatever you want from any promotion? One tag team match for the rest of time. And we are all going to exclude Royal Rumble 2000. Oh, I was going to say that. It's the obvious choice. I was going to say that. It's too much of a good match, in my opinion. Um, now you can do you can pick two picks if you want to because you can pick a men's one and a women's one because uh, you know talking about the TLC thing and how it doesn't probably do a lot of justice for tables matches on the card I do think one of the best ones they ever did was the um, Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Lay Cool because that was the first because it, I've not seen that but I've heard good things about it it is really good it's not just because it was the first but because they really put effort into selling the table to you mm. like coming out with like the diff you know the proper design table and stuff like that you know like with the all painted up and things like they just put a lot of effort into it, and and that, that I think that's a lot of the time what it needs. So like you can't just be like, yeah, we're gonna have tables match and expect it to sell itself. 
Like you've got to sell the table and the, the menace behind the table the same as any match stipulation, don't you? Yeah, well... But the, with that in mind, you can pick one or, one or the other or you can just pick one. It's well, up to you. I'm just going to pick one and it'd have to be the um, the Dudley Boys, Brothers of Destruction and the Hardy Boys. No Way Out 2000. No Way Out 2001, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I will say... Because it's a, one I forgot and it's just funny. Vince and Shane versus the Dudley Boys on SmackDown. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment where um, they're back to powerbomb Finch for a table, and I think DX of um, X Pac and Road Dog attack Bubba Ray, and him and Finch just tumble outside the ring. <laughs> but the match itself is fun. I think if I had to pick one. It, and it is difficult, and it probably is still going to be around that same sort of time zone as everybody else. There is that one particular match with the Hardys and Dudleys on a SmackDown, um, which we forgot to mention this earlier on, but it's the one we saw with Matt Hardy doing the leg drop through the table to stop Jeff being put through it. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's a gear. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why that's not done anymore, because that was super innovative. And you can imagine like a big guy doing that now, just like chopping the table. And yeah. Off. Or yeah. like Roman Reigns putting his head through it. <laughs> Stopping the Usos, it's Sammy Zayn being put oh, do you, uh, now said that. Do you remember when uh, when it was Walter <clears throat> against Champa? He did the chop and they broke the table. Oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's that's, like, that, that's it. That's my favourite match. <laughs> it wasn't a tables match, but <laughs> I think that there was one that always stuck out. But and, uh, the, again, I think it is more the nostalgia of the time, though, as well. So that really yeah. does help here. Yeah. Um, but for me, it. I remember the the Undertaker and Rock versus Dudley's match where they was leading up to the big. Um, I think that was leading up to No Mercy. Um, would it have been a No Mercy? Which one in two thousand? Uh, Honorable mention. Yes, I think it would have been. Yeah. Honorable mention: Evolution versus the Dudley Boys. See, that's yeah. Rumble two thousand four. That's that's underrated. Yeah, I think that that's that one is really <clears throat> underrated. But I think yeah that that particular one I remember just around the time because it was just it was just really exciting wasn't it wrestling two thousand WWF two thousand was that was peak I think it was yeah it was really something else um, so I'd, I'd probably say either that one um, I've got to be honest it's not great at all <laughs> right but I do kind of have a bit of a guilty pleasure for the um, the table invitational oh I know what you're about yeah yeah. Don't know what you're. It's kind about. of. It's, it's um, one of those. It's not great, but it's kind of. I like it. What was it like? Too cool. Too cool. I think come out first. Right sense, uh, oh, was yeah. the APA in it as well? There might have been. Yeah. I think. I think. So I know each time the yeah. team's eliminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just one. I, I think I team. remember that match. It's, oh, is that the one where? I think um, that's at No Mercy 2000. Yeah, that's the one where um, Grandmaster Sexy tries to do a powerbomb for a table, but he puts himself in <laughs> <with> the table. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but, but, but this one they say no, no, it doesn't count. It's yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I like it. I do also, like it. I think um, Scotty does a worm underneath the table. I think I, I think I remember that match well. No, you say that. You have to definitely check it out. I'm, I'm sure it's No Mercy 2000. Didn't one. the APA win that match? No, it must have been done this. It's their own match. Well, I don't know. I mean, and, the, and this is what I mean I about know. 2000. No, one of us got you said that. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at all of those tables matches, like that, you know, the, the Undertaker Rock versus Dudley's one on SmackDown was a week. To, I think 10 days before No Mercy. All right. You know, you get into all these tables matches in such a short amount of time. It was like, it was so, it was just, it was a, it was a thing once upon a time back in our day. 
Boys and girls, it was a thing. And join us next week for the history of ambulance matches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quick one. Well, WCW have got like five late like three months. That's well, yeah. Sorry. Actually, I say that, it's going to be a lot longer than we think. And before we start closing up, um, Jay's educational tidbit for the week. Don't buy Formica tables. Don't, yeah, well, if you're going to... <laughs> uh, absolutely, if you want to reinforce your, you know, what's going on it, but don't try and put anyone through it. Um, yeah, it's not going to end well. Nah. So you've learned something now, haven't you? I bet you well, didn't think you was going to do that today. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you've learned a bit more about the history of tables in pro wrestling um, on this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. And once again, if you're a, a new listener, uh, we really do hope you've enjoyed it. If you're returning, thank you again for coming back to us. Next episode, in line with Triple H's recent announcement for Survivor Series... The history of Survivor Series matches. <laughs> close. We was going to do this one a little while ago, but now feels like the opportune time to do it. Ash, what have we got? Well, we're going to talk about matches in two rings. We're going to talk about two ring matches and a history on what, war, war games. games. Matches. War yeah. games and uh, there will be other matches, I think. So well, obviously goes back. Well, we're not. There's no point talking about it now because that's the next time. You have to. Oh, that's all right. We'll give you give you a little teaser. Give you a little taster for the well, next. Well, you know, origins of WCW, isn't it? It's, well, or are they? Well, you'll have to come back and find out, won't or you? Are <laughs> or are they? If you don't, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, after this, you've got to listen to the gruesome injuries one. Yeah, that's, do, that's the worth for watch. And do that now. And then Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to them all. Scorpion King with you, if you really fancy it. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, everybody, this has been a lot of fun again. I really hope you've enjoyed this one. And join us next week for... A history of war games or two ring matches. We'll yes. come up with a name for the episode. But yeah, of course, Survivor Series this year will be war games. Three men, two rings. Three men, two. <laughs> Wait, what? Three <laughs> men, two rings, one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, as always, if you have enjoyed this show, um, do follow us uh, on social media. Of course, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on, uh, listen on Spotify or Apple. You can leave five star reviews. We would love that. You will leave five star reviews. Or we'll put you through a table. Or we'll put you yeah. through a table. We'll find there's plenty of tables. They keep asking the question are there more wheels in the world or more doors? I don't give a shit. There's a lot of tables and I'll put you through them. A lot of formicas as well. A lot of form- I wouldn't do that. I'm not that horrible. No. Not that bloodthirsty. No, not that bloodthirsty. I might put you through like a little picnic table or something. Um, but no. Do follow us, like, share, subscribe, share with your friends, tell your friends. Do all that good stuff. Tell them what you've learned about tables. And this has been the IKEA podcast brought to you and sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you have a, wherever you are, guys, I hope you're having a great day. And um, keep up all the fine work. We will see you again next week. Stay safe and be good. Don't try us at home. We are the table. Do, do, do.